This is Killstreak. Gulchhounds, it's Killstreak, episode 106. I'm Eric Goslin. Joining me here as always, Mr. Mr. Mike Price, blah, 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 blah. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hi, 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 hi. Hello. <laughs> um, St. Patrick's Day has finally come and gone. Yeah. Um, so happy belated to all of all those who celebrate. All those who celebrate. I didn't have Did you celebrate? No, I didn't have a I didn't have a drop of ale. Or Irish yeah. whiskey. I was on. What day was it? It was Thursday. I was working on set for fourteen hours. I don't remember what I was doing on Thursday. No. I don't. Yeah, I definitely didn't do. It. I don't have. Oh, I might have like one tenth of a percent of Irish in mm. me. But if you look at my ancestry.com breakdown, I am ninety nine point nine percent French. <laughs> It's very problematic, probably. I'm, I'm probably going to die of some yeah, weird disease. Super inbred. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like uh, more than a quarter, less than a half Irish. Okay. Um, my, my in-laws are annoying about St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. because they're Italian. They're completely oh, so they Italian. Hate the, they hate the mix. Greek. No. <laughs> They love oh. it. They're like, oh, you got to wear green today or you're going to get pinched. That's funny. And they're all like drinking like, you know, they're like making a point sure. to drink. They also, it was Cinco de Mayo, too. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you? Uh, they like drinking. You're the most Italian it sounds like they're just met. alcoholics. <laughs> well, I mean, that is actually. I said it. Now, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, I. Yeah, I have I have a, a fair amount of Irish ancestry. And then, you know, we we both went to college in, in Boston, which I think yes. really Especially because then you're you're at your most uh, sort of moldable, malleable drinking age, uh-huh. and so uh-huh. going to, all, all I will say is going to college in Boston really supercharges your either hatred or affection for St. Patrick's Day. Yes, yeah. I think that's accurate. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever had green beer. I think I've, I've had like have. one or two. They're fucking gross. But you know what I do love? I love Guinness and I love Irish whiskey. I do love Guinness. I do love Irish whiskey. Yeah. I know it's a problematic name, but I I love an Irish. They're car great. Bomb. They're so delicious. It's, it's they're delicious. They're, they're problematically tasty, is what they are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and problematic. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I actually I have one since passed on, but uh, my maternal grandmother I think was like a hundred percent Irish. I okay. think her parents were from Ireland. Now, my mom's listening, and she's probably going to go, no, Mary Shea, who was my great-grandmother, who I never knew, was Irish, and then the husband was like half and half or whatever. But anyways, I got a lot of Irish, uh, and it shows in my skin and, and, on, my, and on my chin. <laughs> and uh, you got the Irish curse. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, uh, take, turn off the podcast. Or yeah, turn off the podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> That reminded me that I was I was hanging out with a friend of the show, Josh Briggs, today, and we were talking about whale penises. 
And uh, he showed me evidence that <laughs> maybe the Loch Ness monster is a whale penis because it does kind of look like one. Just a penis sticking. So it was like a whale with Stick, a boner floating again, like on its on yeah its back. upside down. Yeah, there's there's photos. Uh, but then again, there's that's not salt water, is it? The the no, Loch it's not. the Loch Ness. No. no, so that 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 shoots a yeah, hole in that. Yeah. No, I I choose to believe that the Loch Ness monster is a plesiosaur that escaped extinction. Uh, I think that's the most I exciting like answer. Uh, but that's Scotland, right? Loch Ness. It is, yeah. So yeah, um, this whole thing is blown, anyways. Well, if you do celebrate, you are Irish. This is the podcast for you <laughs> because we're talking Leprechaun Origins, but perhaps the most Irish of the <laughs> movies we've watched so far because it supposedly takes place in Ireland, which looks a lot like Southern California. It's not. It's the Couve, baby. <laughs> the Couve? It's the Couve. Is it actually shot in Ireland? No, it's Vancouver. <laughs> oh, Vancouver! I'm sorry. That's right. No. I was like, it was the not Coove everybody place knows I... that you know real real <laughs> Vancouver heads call it the Couve. You know, um, okay, but it does have a distinctly West. Yeah, Coast it's definitely feel. not fucking Ireland. Um, it's like I do love a bit how Hollywood. It's a, which is funny. It's not Hollywood. It's Vancouver. The movie industry at some point was just like. These fucking schmucks don't know anything about the flora of uh, like yeah. various parts of the world. They'll never recognize yeah. this macro biome. Uh, I wonder if some of those drone shots at the beginning must have been actually Ireland. Possibly. My other question was, I wrote down in my notes, are these drone shots or actual helicopter shots? Because it's twenty four. It was shot in twenty thirteen. So when was drone mm. photography? That's a good question. I was just watching. Um, we went. To, I went to our friend Tom's birthday, which was he screened a, a French film called La Haine, uh Hate. It was from like the '90s, a black and white. It's a great movie. Mm. I, I used to love it. I hadn't watched it in a while. There's like a really interesting tracking shot, uh, a shot that like zooms out of an apartment and into like the projects. Mm. It's like, oh, it's that must have been a helicopter or a jib, but I can't tell. Hmm. Definitely wasn't a drone. This is a film, like film camera back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering when drone shots became so accessible. Yeah. I'm reading an article. I'm not actually reading it. I just Googled it, but there's, there's this article about, drone shots slowly the rise of drones in movie making it's from 2015 so it could be it could be a drone it could be i mean this is di clearly a digital movie yeah um, yes it is so before we talk at this movie uh -huh. i want to i want to briefly say last night i saw the new ty west movie x yes, no spoilers at all no spoilers i really liked That's it right. and there is I'll give one one spoiler that you can maybe already I'm taking my headphones off. You say it to the No, audience. no, no, this is this isn't this is not a spoiler for the movie. Oh. There's a well <laughs> All right. Don't tell me who gets naked. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of nudity in the movie. Great. It's not the movie you're expecting. I won't say why. Okay. Uh and also there is a chance that we could cover it on this podcast. Oh, interesting. So that feels like a spoiler now and I'm angry about it. But it's I, I missed it. Okay. It's a spoiler that I missed okay. because it's a post credit. There's a post credit scene. Okay. Uh, it's actually not a scene. Yeah. It's a anyway. I I missed I it. Missed. But also then I read a review and it mentioned clearly it. it's linked to the House of the Devil. But that's fine. Um, 
No, 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 no. Okay. It's nothing like okay. that. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really wanted to go. I was out of town last night uh, and was very sad that I that I couldn't attend. But, yeah. But uh, we got a lot, we got a lot of uh, plates spinning at the moment. Yeah. Uh, By the next time, the next episode. Yeah. This episode. No, 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 no. This episode drops in two days. By the next episode, yeah. you will be a married That's man. That's true. I'm going to put a ring on it. I'm going to put a ring on mm-hmm. myself. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Putting a ring on it, and it is my own finger. Um, <laughs> the Yeah, the it's not your, your fiancé, future no. wife. No, she's not an no. it. She, I would never refer she's to her a, that, in that way. She, her, hers. Um yeah, we might even record after I get married because I'm thinking about the schedule coming up and it's like, you know, we could try to squeeze something in the next few days or I could just, uh, you know, do it on Monday next week. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, if you want we'll to, talk about it. I'm down with it. We'll talk one. about yeah. it after we after we break here. But uh, yeah. But yeah, it's coming up fast. Six days. Six days. Man. Pretty exciting. I put in my order for lunch that yep. day. <laughs> it's a good order. I respected it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Some people are uh, really uh, they're wilting, you know, in the face of pressure. But you came in hot. Did I order more food than most people? No. No. Okay. No, I got a lot of three. We're getting Rubios, everybody. Southern California area. Pretty solid chain. They make a great fish taco. Um, mm-hmm. No, I got a lot of orders for three taco plates. I, th- I think that's about the same amount of food you ordered. Um, yeah. Although I got a quesadilla, a quesadilla to fish. Yeah, although uh, this will be interesting. The, the audience at home will want to hear this, but uh, I think you are going to have to procure your Diet Coke on your own because I, I don't okay, think we're fine. doing beverages. We're just doing the food, but you can probably yeah. get a Diet Coke at the hotel. I'll be fine with water. Okay, great. Uh, but uh, my my rationale is what I wanted was a burrito, uh-huh. but I don't want to eat a burrito before we have to sit stand in the sun for a long time. Well, we're gonna get a really good uh, live comparison because one of the other groomsmen did order a burrito, and okay. I won't spoil who it is except to say that they certainly have the body type most similar to your own. So, <laughs> wait, oh, hmm, I'm curious now. Oh, I. I Okay, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about it off the air. But it's going to be like, it's like a real scientific experiment. It's like the control and the. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's not Ross. (laughs) It's not Ross Mookie? Yeah, Yeah, it's Mookie. Okay. It's Mookie. Um, Gotcha. You know, too strong, uh, strong uh, through the chest. uh, Yeah, yeah. We're thick boys. Two two thick boys who like to lift. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, you're like a short Ross, you know? Like short round. Anyway, this is so inside baseball. Short round. <laughs> this is only for us. Let's just talk about the wedding. Let's, uh, yeah. no. Let's talk about Leprechaun Origins, the movie that answers all the questions you ever had about the origin of the Leprechaun. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, spoiler, n- this name is never revealed in this no. movie. <laughs> no. It's not the Leprechaun. But I had a new theory. Um, I've been saying Lubdan or Lubden. Maybe it's Lubden. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> Maybe I'll look it up or pronou- how to pronounce it right now. Okay. Also, I feel like, are there two people listening who haven't bothered to write in that are just like, they said his name in the second movie. You guys just weren't paying That's attention. That's a very big possibility that we just missed it. Mm-hmm. But so far, 
had no idea. Also, I will say, <clears throat> the leprechaun in this film, this isn't really a spoiler because we're going to spoil the whole movie in a second. What are we? This has never been a secret. No, that's, that <laughs> is just a video on the leprechaun. Just playing some YouTube leprechaun videos. This leprechaun, not credited as Lubden, just, just no. the leprechaun. Uh, we'll get there in good time. Uh, well, I'll make this quick. Probably the most noteworthy thing about the making of this film is that it's a WWE Studios production. Yeah. Now, Eric, you are a wrestling fan. I am a wrestling fan, a bit of a lapsed wrestling mm-hmm. fan right now, because um, it is WWE right now is very, very bad. That's what I've heard. That's that's the word on the street, that they're really fucking and up. They're really fucking up. And I've never, it, since the pandemic, it used to be that I would get together with y- yourself sometimes, yeah. but definitely uh, some other friends of ours, and we would watch the pay-per-view, and we would drink and have a great time. It was a lo- lovely social event yeah so now the social event has kind of been taken out of it and enough of us have like fallen off that we don't we could technically do it now but we just don't um and so yeah i don't really i haven't been following it much but i was (laughs) i don't know if excited is the Mm -hmm. word i was excited when i saw that this was a wwe yeah have you ever seen another wwe film I don't think that I have. Okay. I've seen parts of like the Marine series. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah. No. Well, according to um, Wikipedia, apparently we've seen a bunch of WWE films that I didn't know really? were WWE films, like The Scorpion King or okay. Walking Tall with The Rock. Uh, oh, sure. Or The okay. Rundown. But I think the way that that worked was just that they must have had a deal with The Rock where they with the they Rock. got a production yeah. credit on movies that he did until he was out of his contract. Because um, the first three WWE, at the time, WWF films were all Rock features. I think mm. things for WWE Studios started in earnest in 2006 with See No Evil, which was uh, a slasher movie starring Kane. Kane, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently that one did pretty well. Um, same year saw the release of The Marine, uh, which was the yeah. acting debut of now arguably acting superstar John Cena. John Cena, yeah. Um, and then a bunch of shitty movies after that. <laughs> yeah. There's one that I've always been fascinated by that's I'd never watched. I pitched it to like watch with with like the wrestling mm-hmm. group. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like there's a bomb planted in... It, there's like a terrorist takeover during a WWE show, and some of the wrestlers played themselves. Okay, and like I think Dolph Lundgren is it's, it's Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Ziggler is the star, and he has to like. Okay, at one point, this guy named Rusev, who now wrestles for I WWE, remember that guy. I'm sorry for AEW, uh, pulls a gun, and I thought that was a very funny <laughs> gif that was going around. <laughs> nice. Uh, the one exception to all the shit that they made after 2006 is some i don't know how this happened and we're not doing a podcast about this movie so i didn't go deep on it but the mike flanagan film oculus was also a wwe studios production really yeah i haven't seen oculus i should watch yeah it's uh i mean it's not his first i mean i think it is technically his second feature 
he did another movie before that that I don't remember the name of at this point, but that was the that was like his sort of breakout was yeah, Oculus. Yeah, and then Hush was next. Yes, right? and then Hush. Yeah, and and you know, five six short years later, he's kind of like one of the biggest deals in horror. One of the biggest deals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all time wife guy. <laughs> Dude, his wife is so beautiful. Is. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Yeah, she's a good act. She's it. a good actress too. So. Hey, yeah, she really go is. Go ahead and run and with is. it, my man. You get no Beautiful. argument from me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, back to the Leprechaun. Um, so this movie uh, stars, quote unquote, uh, WWE wrestler Hornswoggle. Yeah. Re- and the quote unquote is very, very <laughs> apt here because he is barely on screen. The Hornswoggle himself is his face his voice never appear in the film um i'm gonna go ahead and and i'm i'm just gonna go i'm i'm gonna get ahead i'm gonna put the car before a horse a little bit and just say that this movie is wildly misleading in multiple ways yeah uh yes yeah and we could get into the details of that but hornswoggle plays the titular leprechaun but Hornswoggle or Dylan Postal, the the actor, not actually in the movie. He's just in a, a costume, right? Yeah, it's 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 like if it, yeah, it's like if Warwick Davis played uh, a fucking like you know, pump, pumpkin a, head. A, gr- a gremlin. Yeah, a pumpkin head. I mean, pumpkin. Head, he looks. He does like look pumpkin like pumpkin. Head. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's crazy because Hornswoggle talked hornswoggle Mm -hmm. was a character in wwe so i was expecting some sort of like i'll tell you i think everyone was expecting what you were expecting yeah which was like oh this makes sense a new leprechaun movie but instead of warwick davis it's gonna be hornswoggle uh yeah who is not without charm you know is a you know like most the majority you know say what you will about uh, the pros and cons of, of pro wrestling, but most of those folks are uh, fairly charismatic. There's there's yeah, a, there's a, there's a low base or a high basement, I should say, for their on screen. Uh, you know, there's a reason The Rock and John Cena became massive superstars. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, this was shot in 15 days in Vancouver. Uh, it's directed by a guy named Zap Zach Lepovsky, who. Um, there's not much we need to say or can yeah, say a, about he's him. A, he's an actor. Um, he was, uh, no, he was on a reality show on Fox uh, called On the Lot, which was like a competition show to become a director. Oh. Uh, this is way back, uh, I want to say, in the aughts. It was 2007. And he was a finalist, and then he went on to direct a few movies, one of which is this, uh, one of which is an adaptation of Dead Rising, the video game. Um, Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got some stuff that he's done, and none of it is particularly impressive. Uh, It was written uh, by someone with a very similar resume, a guy named Harris Wilkinson, who has even less credits to his name, and starred in by... A uh, bunch of people with similar resumes, with the exception of Brendan Fletcher making his third appearance on the podcast. He is the uh, second guy, 
the short one who gets his ankle bitten. I forget what his name is. Yeah, that guy. Um, but he was in Freddy vs. Jason and Ginger Snaps uh, 2. Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, oh, I, yeah, I think I remember him from from Ginger Snaps. Too. Yeah, and he has a very was memorable he... death in Freddy vs. Jason as well. Which one was He's that? He's the one, I forget exactly how he does, but he, like, dies, like, they watch him die through a window or something like that, and it's like... Oh, like, towards the beginning of the movie? Yeah, in the middle somewhere. I don't remember. But uh, anyways, okay. I remember we talked about his death scene for a while. All sure. these things blur together. They do. Um, And then uh, the guy who plays Hamish... Uh, his name is Gary Chalk. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was also in Freddy vs. Jason. He played the sheriff. Um, hmm. He's decent. He can, I liked yeah, him. He can act. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a British Canadian. I like his style. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a tough, he's like a big tough guy. He is. Like, and he has like a, his, his like sleeves are rolled up so it shows off his big biceps. Did you ever know uh, Los Feliz heavy drinker and celebrity <laughs> Steve? who was the guy who published the Los Feliz paper. No. Yeah, he used to hang out all the time when I went to the Rustic a lot, or he would also hang out at Pattaya after hours sometimes. But mm. Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> we were on a first-name basis. Uh, he wore a lot of cowboy hats. He looks a lot like this guy uh, and has oh, a yeah. similar energy. If you had an American Hamish, it might be Steve from Los Feliz. Uh, oh, I, I bet I've seen him oh, before. You but have, never. absolutely. In the drawing room, too. You know, he was yeah, he was a yeah. Los Feliz drinker. He was, uh, you know, he was essentially the there but for the grace of God version of me. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. He was, Man, it's easy to be a drinker in Los Feliz. It it's, a, it's probably one of the only walkable yeah. parts of Los Angeles. I lived there for just one mm-hmm. year. You lived there for more than I that. Did, yeah. Three or four years, uh, and it was damaging to my liver to to live there. Yeah, I was a binge drinker in my time there. Um, but yeah. you know, good memories and bad. Uh, anyways, um, other than the stuff we talked about, uh, what is there anything else worth saying about this film? Um, no, probably not. It's digital, like you pointed out. This is our first. Uh, I th- I believe our first digital Leprechaun movie because we had a long layover. Because um, I want to say Back to the Hood was like two thousand two, two thousand three, yeah, two or three. So yeah. it's been it's been eleven years between Back to the Hood and Origins, and things have certainly changed. Um, you know, we can say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I will say too. Um, before we even get into our thoughts, mm-hmm. it mostly doesn't look terrible, but some stuff looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. I have I have thoughts on that. Yeah, we can talk about it in a little bit. Let's talk about. It. Let's take a quick break, and we'll talk. We'll uh, go over the plots, and then talk about the movie. All right. tourist destination. This village is only like 300 years old. Whoa. Now that's creepy. There's a lot of things about our village that people don't know about. A lot of things that, uh, well, we like to keep private. If it's real history you want to see, 
You need to see the stones of the gods. It's a seven-hour hike from here. But you can always stay in one of the cabins down the road. Cabin in the woods. Let's not delay. Um, I'll say I had the uh, closed captioning on. It was just happened to be on when I fired this movie up on Peacock. Uh-huh. Um, and then I just left it on because sometimes it's just easier to not lose track of sure. information. So in this opening scene, there's a couple, Catherine and Francois, Okay. But his name was definitely pronounced Francis, right? Yeah, I think she says Francis a bunch of times. <laughs> a bunch of times. The closed captioning says Francois, and also this Wikipedia entry says Francois. So I, was, I just wanted to point that out. A young couple, <laughs> Catherine and Francois, are attempting to escape from a figure who eventually catches and drags Francois to his death. It also grabs hold of Catherine just before she arrives at a monolith in a grassland. I can already tell this is a really good Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a little editorializing here. Okay. The cold open of this movie is a couple like on vacation, presumably mm-hmm. in this. There's like a field and there's like a monolith obelisk kind of. Uh, yeah. Stonehenge. Stonehenge yeah. thing. And there's something running through the grass, murdering them. Yeah, and what do they do? Like, I was. It took me a minute to figure out what this was sort of riffing on. Is it like Jurassic Park kind of like sort of like a Jurassic Park like raptors? Yeah, yeah. It it is derivative, mm -hmm. which is a theme throughout this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. So they're just like you see like the grass moving, and then somebody Mm -hmm. gets pulled away, and they get fucked up. Uh, four American college friends, Sophie, Ben, and Jenny, and David, I'm just learning some of their names now, <laughs> are vacationing at an Irish countryside at Sophie's behest. The driver, Ian, lets them go at the monolith seen in the beginning. Again, I'm going to clarify some stuff. Basically, we, we meet our four main characters. Mm-hmm. They're trekking through Ireland, very similar to like um, where American Werewolf in London, where they're just like kind of... Yeah, taking a taking a taking a, a, a trip, um, and they're all kind of bitching at Sophie. I think she's a history major. She's maybe. a history major. Yeah, and they're like, "Is there last night in Ireland? And how, why did you drag us to mm-hmm. this town?" Which bugged me because it's just like oh, you're in a new country, right? I think any experience in a new country is a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. They're there's, all being whiny bitches. There's like a bunch of, I was thinking sort of similar things. Like it's like they wrote this in such a, again, you said derivative or 
way that it's like there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that's annoying that doesn't have to be like yeah. like the same thing they're gonna end up at this you know shack in a little while and they're all gonna complain about what it looks like and i'm like what if you just wrote these characters as not stuck up and yeah and they were just like oh cool a place to stay yeah it's a little dingy whatever the setup of sorry i, I, I again this is not spoilers mm-hmm the setup of X and Leprechaun Origins are shockingly similar. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean it's very the, archetypal. The yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's. It's basically like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, or Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Case. Yeah, there's a lot of Evil Dead vibes, uh, just with their dynamic and between the the kids, the group, and the place they're staying. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, the driver Ian lets him go at the monolith scene at the beginning. Sophie, who is a history bachelor takes note of the monolith symbol before heading to a local bar with others where they meet with a friendly old man, Hamish, who mm-hmm. tells them about the history of the village. It was formerly a mining center for gold obtained in a nearby cavern, but when the gold ran out, the population dwindled. The four agree to be taken to a cottage where they can begin hitchhiking to the cavern, though they are wary of Hamish and his grumpy son, Sean. Sean <laughs> <laughs> is a grump. Uh, he's a real buzzkill. <laughs> he is. That night, Jenny investigates a ruckus outside and glimpses a figure sprinting past the window. This also omits a scene where they arrive at the cabin and then mm-hmm. Hamish and Sean immediately start shooting shotguns yeah. into the field at creatures. <laughs> yeah, and also, if you didn't watch the movie, the cabin's in shoddy shape. Yeah. Um, and It's very the- much like the Evil Dead cabin. Right. And um, what else happens? There's like a lot. I mean, the Hamish and his son act real suspicious. Very suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she she wakes the others who discover that Hamish and Sean have locked them up. A figure suddenly enters the cottage through the fireplace and forcibly takes Jenny's gold earring. Rips it off her earlobe. Mm-hmm. Forcibly After- is a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> Rips off the bottom part of her earlobe. <laughs> After a brief struggle, which sees David's leg being bitten by the monster, the four escape the cottage and race to the village hall, where they hide in the center. Wait, From that was the, the th- village hall? I didn't read it as that. I, I just thought it was just another house down the road. Yeah, I thought it was just like another structure on the property. Yeah, it sure shit doesn't look like a village hall. Um, From a mythology book, Sophie learns that the monster is a Tutha de Danan. Tuatha. Tuatha de Danan. De Danan. De Danan. Yeah. Okay. Also, I just want to say, this is this this whole sequence is like peak, uh, just a bunch of characters saying shit to fill in yes. the exposition. That it's like, how do you know that? Like, yes, like yeah. one girl just points at the map and she's like, this wall of stones must keep the leprechaun in its place, and it can't get outside the wall. And it's like, yeah, what? Like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so also known as the leprechaun who owns the gold that the villagers sought after Hamish and the villagers refused to learn, uh, sorry, refused to return the gold. It didn't want to leave the village in return for the gold. The villagers have to sacrifice at least two humans each year as compensation. Now, eagle eared listeners of this podcast. I think I brought this up during one of the Friday the 13th episodes. 
one of my pitches for a new Friday the 13th movie is basically Leprechaun Origins, <laughs> where Camp Crystal Lake, uh-huh. the town that has Camp Crystal Lake, has like a, uh, you know, like a, a chamber of commerce that gets tourism involved, a board of tourism. Uh-huh. And then they're basically sacrificing tourists to Jason to keep him at bay. Mm. Uh, I still think that would make a good Friday the 13th movie. Interesting. But... Reminds me a little bit of... Uh... Book of Shadows, Blair Witch oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, all good movies. Too. Yeah, absolutely. The leprechaun lusts after gold, but it can be repelled by certain symbols. In the same one carved on the monolith, which serves as a barrier beyond which the being cannot get out. What you just mentioned. Um, there was another monolith symbol barrier at the leprechaun's cave. However, when the villagers mined the cave and took the gold, the cave collapsed, causing the leprechaun to escape 15 years ago. Hamish and Sean are joined by their friend Ian uh, outside, where Hamish tells him of his suspicions of his son becoming disillusioned with their sacrifice plot. The four are confronted by Hamish, who confirms that the villagers sacrifice tourists each year to avoid having to sacrifice themselves. And Sean, who has grown weary of the unjustified sacrifices, eventually lets them go, where Hamish finds an impaled Ian on some farm equipment in a shed. He escapes as the creature kills Ian. The four take the offer to escape by an old woman, Mary, who is revealed to be Hamish's accomplice. It's the scene in basically in Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they mm-hmm. get out. We're like Marilyn. The gas station guy. Yeah, yeah, the gas station guy. Yeah. Dad. The dad, or the brother character. Right. The four take the offer to, oh yeah, Mary, who's revealed to be accomplished. The four are then tied to the trees as offerings for the leprechaun. The monster arrives and rips out Jenny's golden tongue ring. Pretty gruesome scene. David manages to get the leprechaun away from Jenny, but the beast slashes his torso, also cutting the rope allowing him to break free and release the other three before he's attacked and killed. The remaining trio head back to the cottage to set a trap to kill the monster, but the leprechaun tricks Sophie and Ben into striking Jenny with their axes, killing her. Sophie and Ben fetch Hamish's truck, but are cornered by the leprechaun inside the village hall. (laughs) Again, not clear. (laughs) Sure. The leprechaun eventually gets hold of Ben and kills him by ripping his spine out. Uh, Though cornered by Hamish, who is still intent on sacrificing her, Sophie is saved by Sean, who pushes Hamish into a cellar out of guilt for letting his father in the villagers sacrifice so many people over the years. The leprechaun kills Hamish in the cellar, much to Sean's devastation. Sean is never seen again. Presumably, the leprechaun killed him too, or he escaped. Great point. I didn't think about that. He's lined up for the sequel, baby. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sophie boards Hamish's truck but crashes midway while trying to avoid the leprechaun. She resumes her escape on foot, and when the leprechaun finds her, she distracts it with gold coins, then decapitates it using Francois's knife, which she had left, which he had left in the prologue. Eventually, <laughs> prologue, very <laughs> ostentatious way of. <laughs> Sophie finally manages to cross the monolith to safety, just as three leprechauns are revealed running in the tall grass before continuing her escape. Okay, there you go. That is the plot breakdown of Leprechaun Origins. Blood and Guts check. 
Mike, mm. uh, do you want me to go first on what my thoughts are, my top line thoughts are on this movie, or would you like to go first? Uh, I can go first because okay. they're, they're not, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're not like, I guess I'm not done thinking about it, but I'm mostly done thinking. About it. I just watched I, it. I just finished it like an hour ago. I uh, We started this, did I say this on the air, that this could be our shortest episode? You didn't say it on the air yet. You okay. didn't say it at the beginning. I mean, people who are seeing the runtime of this know more than we do, but yeah. I have the least amount of thoughts on any movie we've ever covered. My thoughts are fairly movie. clean cut. It's just yeah. like, I'm trying to decide, let's be real, I'm trying to decide how hard to come down on this movie. Uh, okay. So. What do you... I don't think I'm going to come down as hard. Okay, but let's 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 go. Okay, why don't I go first and then you can counterbalance if you think. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, okay, so it's it's different than the other movies. So it's interesting because I went into this movie being like, well, I can't hate it that much because it's just going to be a change of pace no matter what, and and that is true. It was mm-hmm. a, a significant change of pace. Also, I think I can sum up my sort of mixed feelings, mixed negative feelings with with this. The, at the beginning of the movie, I made a note, because you had mentioned that this was very low on some people's ranking of the Leprechaun movies. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, I, and it started, and it looked sort of professional, and I was like, are there mm-hmm. people that are so precious about the legacy and the canon of the Leprechaun franchise that they're just like mad because this quote unquote isn't really a leprechaun movie. And then by the end of the movie, I was, I was like, am I one of those people? (laughs) (laughs) Have I become a person who's like, well, this is, this is no leprechaun movie. This no leprechaun movie of mine. Um, Cause it's not, it's not a fucking leprechaun movie. It's not Mm -hmm. even close. It's it's. And, and, and so it's like your mileage will vary greatly depending on how you feel about that. This movie doesn't really belong in this franchise at all. Yeah. They this is this is a, a classic almost platonic example of taking a somewhat popular property and slapping its name onto an almost unrelated film. Yeah. All right, I'm going to stop you there okay. because I think some of our thoughts are going to overlap. Uh-huh. Uh, my first thing I noted was I'm going to damn it with faint praise Okay. in that it's a lot better than I expected. Interesting. As a movie. Okay. Because I had read so much. Mm-hmm. I had read other people's rankings of yeah. this series, and this one was almost always at the bottom. Mm. So I was, well, I was expecting something that's unwatchable. Sure. It is not unwatchable. No, I wouldn't say that. It is a relatively, as for the sake of like, let's say an asylum films mm-hmm. level or a sci-fi picture, yeah. sci-fi movie or channel movie. Mm-hmm. It's competent. That's about where it lives in terms of quality. I, th- I, would, I yeah. think that's right. Sci-fi channel original movie. But I think this movie completely misses the point mm-hmm. of the Leprechaun series. Yeah. It it is a um, completely the Leprechaun series is a sort of like a mini Freddy Krueger mm. where you have a wise cracking guy. They're lighthearted. Yeah. Um. They're trying to be funny, oftentimes not succeeding. Mm-hmm. This movie has no personality. No. Whatsoever. It is completely derivative. Yeah. 
And played completely straight also. Played completely straight. Yeah. So if for somehow you've made it six movies into this series mm-hmm. and the whole time you've been one you've been thinking, I just want a real horror movie. Right. Hey, good news. This is the one for you. Mm-hmm. But it is so unlike who made it else. to yes. Who was like okay the exactly. seventh one? This is when it's gonna. This turn is the when corner. it's gonna be good. Exactly. And we it talked is... about this with another series. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I'm trying to remember. But just know. this idea that it's like it's so cynical that it's like well here's what we'll do we'll bring in the Leprechaun fans by making them think it's going to be a Leprechaun movie. So we're going to get those suckers no matter what. Yeah. But then we're going to make a movie for a completely different audience. And maybe we'll yeah. get some of those people too. And it's like, no, you just made everyone angry. Yeah, I mean, you made Leprechaun fans, you true fucking freaks. <laughs> we <laughs> you see you angry. Out we see you out there, you fucking freaks. <laughs> yeah. um, and then also, it is... Just watch Evil Dead. If you want to yeah. watch something that's like this, mm-hmm. but better, watch Evil Dead. It's way better. Yeah. Or if you want to watch something that's like Evil Dead, but derivative of Evil Dead, watch Evil Dead. The, yeah, the remake. The remake. It's much better yeah, than exactly. this movie. It's much better than this. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I have some. Uh, let me fire off some quick notes. We were talking about the look a little bit. It does look better. Yeah. Now, the thing is, digital is this whole new world, right? So... So digital has its own completely different brand of cheapness. Um, and like one of the things that this that this this franchise really brought to light, pun intended, is that it's like it is infinitely easier to light a digital film than it is for actual celluloid. Yeah. So it's like you can shoot all your all your exteriors can just be like whatever light you had and it can make it look pretty natural. And then when you go inside, you can use incidental lights if you want. You know, you don't have to bring in all this crazy equipment. You can kind of shoot with lamps and and the stuff that you got. But yet somehow the people who made this movie were like, no, you know what we should do when it's nighttime? We should park a bunch of big fucking lights outside the window. Yeah, big with blue gels on them. And, And there's like literally a scene where the one, the douchey guy... And, you know, the lead girl, Sophia, like... The fake Jimmy Simpson? Yeah. Or, or no, no, the other guy. No, the other guy. Brendan Fletcher is fake Jimmy Simpson. Um, Yeah, the the, the handsome dude. But they have, like, a little good night. And she, she like, rolls over in bed. And there's just... It's just, like, bright light coming through the window, shining onto her on the bed. I'm like, is it 4.30 p.m.? Yeah. Like, are they (laughs) in the Antarctic? Is this, like, an insomnia situation? Are they... Do they have to shoot day for night? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like... And it honestly felt like they shot during the day and they were just like, uh, we don't have time to like black out all these windows. So we'll just throw a, we'll throw a little color, you know, on this thing. Um, uh, did you, I have more thoughts, but I don't want to dominate the conversation. Um, you want to, no, I, I, yeah, I had a thought that was, um, uh, the, yeah, oh god, I did have something that you were saying and while well, I was and I completely lost. Oh, it was the um the leprechaun vision mm. looks so stupid. That's terrible. It looks really terrible. Yeah. Um Yeah, we get oh, all this leprechaun POV. It's annoying. It, it's like really it's like you're see it's almost like 
the predator, but like doesn't make sense. Right. It's just like blurry. Where the predator's vision makes sense because like oh you see heat. But uh-huh. like, this is like oh I don't know some things are brighter. Yeah, it's than like others. sometimes it's blurry, and then sometimes he can see. Essentially, it's like a gold predator vision. Yeah. Um, but there's no significance to it. He just sees the people. And it's like, mm-hmm. when it first started, I was like, oh, is he going to be able to see gold? Which is a way better idea. And it's if like, you can follow yeah. trails of gold or something. Yeah. yeah. And no, that's not what they did. That's not what they did. They just um, they just made it look strange. I'll say some of the gore in this movie is is some of the best in the series yeah. thus far. It's few and far between, but there's a couple. There's one in particular that I was like, this is a good effect. Like, yeah, yeah. They kind of cut away a little bit early for my taste, but it was like what they accomplished was pretty solid. Um, here's a question I have, not just for this movie, but, you know, for WWE studios in general, why aren't there more wrestlers? I know there should be more wrestlers. Hamish, Hamish should be Seamus. Well, I think or, no, or Sean Hamish, or, yeah. Hamish's son should be Seamus. Seamus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sean should be Seamus. Sean should be Seamus. <laughs> and it's like, there's plenty of fucking dudes like these, like Brendan Fletcher's all right. But they're like male lead. He sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. He's not even that handsome. It's like you're telling me that the, the WWE doesn't have 30 good looking guys that are six feet tall that they could just yeah. throw in there. Who's got to give like 12 real lines in the whole movie. And then you can sell that to your fans. Be like, totally. Hey, guess what? If like Do- if Dolph Ziggler was that guy. Right. I would watch that. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I wouldn't because I haven't seen the other movies he's been yeah. in. Like the Marine. Also, or the fuck. there's a whole lot of really great female wrestlers in the WWE. Yeah. Well, who are these two random chicks who, I mean, sorry, chicks. Oh man, I sound like my dad, but seriously, <laughs> this like these women, they suck. They're not good. Also, no nudity. Oh god! Two sex scenes, no nudity. The topless just, tease just bras. made me furious. Yeah, yeah. And again, I sound maybe like my father <laughs> or someone's <laughs> father. But it's like, what is this sadistic shit? Where these companies are like, yeah, let's make an R-rated horror movie, and we'll have a scene with an attractive woman on top of her boyfriend, and she starts to lift up her shirt and then stops. Yeah, yeah. And then or, no or one does lift up her shirt and just has a very thick padded bra on or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just and and I mean again, like not trying to be a sleazeball here, but also it's like no one knows who either of these actresses are. Like yeah. it's not like you had a situation where it was like, well, we can get an actress of so and so's caliber, but she's not comfortable doing a nude scene. So There's that's so many people who are comfortable doing nude. Yeah. There's a hundred women who I guarantee you are better actresses than these two. Yeah. Dude, d- not to not to beat a dead horse, X has so much nudity in it. Like talented, it is, talented, with talented performers. people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. No, there's a million. There there are so many good actresses who do lots of nudity. And it's like, that's what this genre is. It's, yeah. That's yeah. what it calls for. Why are you doing this to people? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but I was like, there's so many good roles for wrestlers in this movie. In, including the leprechaun. Let's yeah. talk about the leprechaun because mm-hmm. he, uh, the, the leprechaun is just a monster. It is yeah. just, it's, it's mini pumpkin head. It's no looks personality. Like pumpkin head. Yeah. No lines. No lines. No, it no does, it's naked. It doesn't even have a leprechaun outfit. No. So like 
in a world where the Leprechaun franchise doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and you want to make a dark movie about a hor- like about leprechauns, mm-hmm. this could work. Yeah, this the this whole movie could work. Yeah, if it weren't a Leprechaun movie, sure. But it still wouldn't be a good movie. Let's let, let me make that clear. Right, but it'd it be would more be effective. Like, yeah, it would be more satisfying. I just think it's it it's very misguided. Is kind of how I feel about it. It's yeah. like, I don't know why anyone thought this was a, a good way to go. They just think with their wallet. It's really, it's like, oh, we have the Leprechaun brand. Yeah. Let's make, but yeah, it's like, yeah, they could have made anything. They could have made a silly movie. It would have been more, much more crowd pleasing. Mm-hmm. I, I want, you know, we have one final Leprechaun movie coming up and it's directed by somebody, the guy who made like Psycho Goreman or something, which right. I haven't seen, but a lot, enough people like that. I am curious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, if we're going to keep making Leprechaun movies, there should be a really actually funny Leprechaun movie. Yeah. Somebody should actually write a good, funny Leprechaun movie. It's the best thing this series has going for it. Yeah. It, and it's also sort of like the defining thing this series had going for it, which is like, it's kind of goofy. Yep. And it's it never takes itself seriously. It's very tongue-in-cheek. And yeah, when this when this series, when I look back on this series, like the fondest memories I'm going to have are all going to be silly sequences or yes. interactions. They're not going to be like, hey, remember that dope, you know, violent effect? Yeah, from- remember that really crazy set piece in yeah. the middle of the movie that was super suspenseful? No, it's yeah. going to be like the leprechaun smoking a bong. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> top three. <laughs> um well, that's that's a couple weeks from now. We'll yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm out of thoughts. Me too, <laughs> man. I don't have much else to say. It's just, yeah, it's just a it's a swing and a miss for sure. I did imagine Vince McMahon watching this movie, uh-huh. and especially during the scene where there's like one of the girls tries to have sex with her boyfriend, but he falls asleep because he's drunk. Mm-hmm. And I imagined like Vince McMahon watching me like, yes, I love it. He's too drunk to fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, funny shit, pal. Yeah. Um, okay. <sighs> All right. Let's move into our wrap up here. Let's move into our wrap up. So as far as deaths go, correct me if I missed something because I wasn't taking strenuous notes during this one. Uh, Francois, a.k.a. Francis, Catherine. The two in the prologue. Um, Ian gets impaled off screen. David gets ripped apart. Um, the uh, accidental death of one of the characters. I don't remember who. They, the axe are in the face. I can't remember her name. Jenny. Jenny or something. Yeah. Um, the guy gets his spine ripped out. The shitty boyfriend. Ben. Hamish gets killed. And then the leprechaun gets his head hacked off. Yep. Um, I know for me, I laughed very hard during that accidental death with Jenny. That's I think I, I'm gonna pinpoint that one as my favorite death. Okay. Uh, uh, it, yeah. It's she pops through the secret like the leprechaun secret door, and then <laughs> both Sophie and Ben uh, hit her in the face with the axes. Or something. <laughs> it's really fun. It was really funny. To me. It's pretty wild. It was definitely unexpected. Um, and I would imagine that if this apparently did have a tiny 
theatrical release. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine if any one of those theaters were full, that was probably the biggest pop of the movie. Yeah. Um, but so for the sake of uh, mixing things up, and I'll, because I did, I did think it was notable also. I'll go with the spine rip. It was good. Yeah, it's, that's it's, cool. It, it, that was the one I was referring to sort of obliquely that I w- it, it really demands that the leprechaun finish the job and pull the spine free at the end. And yeah. all you really need to do is make sure you have a full prosthetic piece. He can, I mean, it doesn't, you, it, it's all you have to do is have a spine and some good sound effects. So, yeah. so I'm criticizing it because it would have been easy to make sure that was done finished well um but uh overall yeah and i'm also and i also say it's a real effect you know it is a prosthetic spine uh whereas the jenny one lost a little cred for me because it's it's very cgi so sure sure yeah um moments that didn't age well i don't have one specifically other than a a general uh, you don't have to use every digital trick you got. Yeah, to make a movie, <laughs> it's true. There's yeah. like you know, there's like GoPro early GoPro stuff where mm-hmm. like, you know, someone's being pulled through a field and it's all of a sudden a GoPro camera shoot, pointed at them. Yeah, I was gonna say something similar, which is uh, I agree with you, and I think the thing that that now and even more so in the future is gonna age is just like this is a movie that was made. Um, I mean, even just in the last eight years, or I guess it's been nine years since this was shot, like digital filmmaking has gotten to a place where we almost don't have to think about yeah, the differences between digital and, and so I mean, I do a lot and I still I miss things being shot on film. However, most of those bumps have been sanded down to the place to point where people don't really even notice most of it. Yeah, myself included. This is one where you definitely see some of it's like, yeah, this is a movie that looks better than almost every other Leprechaun movie, but it also still very mu- much looks like it's on video. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. There was I remember a time when someone's like, they'll be able to replicate film grain. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no way. It's like, yeah, we're there now. Like I, most yeah. of these most movies that are shot digitally, you don't even think about. Do you want to know something crazy? I learned about film grain yesterday. Yeah. In my color class. So one of the reasons that a lot of early grain effects on digital look very fake is because different colors uh, produce different levels and texture of grain in film stock. Oh. So red, because of, the cr- because of the crystals in film stock and the size of them, produces larger grain than, uh, than other colors. So a scene that was overwhelmingly red would have coarser grain than something that was blue or green or yellow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. So apparently now my color my color my teacher is like a professional colorist was saying that like you you can you can they have programs now that that do it uh but it, they cost tens of thousands of dollars. Really? Yes, but you can do that so I think you know really big budget professional films like they don't just add a film grain effect it's like dialed into this you know tiny percentage difference between you know the amount of grain you'd see in a you know different colored parts of the image oh that's really cool i yeah. love that shit i just, but like i don't know enough about it to like speak 
with authority on it, but it is always really interesting to me. I'm like trying to find examples right now mm-hmm. of like fil- film grain. If you don't know what we're talking about, maybe you're uh, <laughs> a plebe. No, um, <laughs> it is. It is. Just look at a movie. Look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus fucking Leprechaun. Yeah, <laughs> Origins. You know. Yeah. Um. All right. Any hoosies. Moving on on the John Carpenter fear meter. This is a bit of an outlier for the series. Yeah, well, we were talking about faint praise. I think that term is very apt here. This is the scariest Leprechaun movie. Absolutely the scariest Leprechaun movie. With hands down. Yeah. Now, on the John Carpenter fear meter, where does that get you? I was thinking a four, maybe? four, yeah. yeah, I was going to say five, maybe four or five, four point five. Did you find it scary? No, I didn't actually. It was just like, is like for me, five is like, is it trying to be scary? <laughs> yes. Hmm. And then anything beyond that. But yeah, no, I think you're an four, easier grader than I am. We can settle on a 4.5. No, let's do four. It's fine. What, why do I, why am I ever going to fight? Well, I'm not trying movie. to bully you into changing your rating. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, let, no, four is. That that is the as long as that is the scariest thing we've we've ranked. I mean, unless the next one is like, <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Yeah, just some some crazy crazy. If it's a ten. Be, I would love it if it was a ten. Yeah, I would love it. This is the scariest um, movie I've ever seen. Finally, oh, wed better be head. Wed better be head. Mike, why don't you go first? Okay. Um... This is, um, like I said, it's a real misfire of a film that I think objectively is of a slightly higher quality uh, and and better craft than most of the movies we've covered in this series. Uh-huh. However, to what end, I say? Um, <laughs> it's like... It's 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 still worse than all of the movies it's trying to be like. Yeah. Um and it brings nothing of its own. Like I think you put it really well, Eric. It's just like it's sort of I I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but it's so bereft of of like its own ideas. <laughs> um <laughs> it, 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 I mean it's just like, you know, it feels like and I say this Again, this is almost like a compliment. It's just—it feels like a student film, yeah. Uh, in that it's like it's—it's it's the work of people who haven't found their own voice yet and are trying to figure out just how to make a movie. And yeah. and, and and you know, I'm a person like that, and so it's—I I feel you, and I respect. It's that. hard to make a movie. Yeah, but it's—it's it's just this feels like an exercise in like, hey, we made a horror movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And for all of these reasons, and especially because you know. We, again, we're not. We're technically not curving for the Leprechaun series. We're trying to give objective grades in the grand scheme of horror movies. But I will say, in the grand scheme of horror movies, I cannot think of a compelling reason why anyone should watch this. So I yeah. have to give it a behead. Um. So, as you were saying, finding your voice is difficult in any medium, be it music writing and filmmaking mm-hmm. um 
there are you had pointed out Mike uh, Mike Flanagan, mm-hmm. one of the premier horror movie directors working today. Ty West, also I would say yeah. Adam Wingard. Sure, those guys have voices mm-hmm. that, for better or worse, you can point to. Like yeah, this uh, that is uh, they have a vision. Mm-hmm. This movie lacks vision. Is it the worst movie I've ever seen in my life? No. Yeah. That's a really low bar. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen some shit. Oh, you hear that firework? That was a firework. Wow, it sounded like somebody kicking over a trash can or something. No, it was a firework. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so there are a f- half a dozen other movies I could recommend mm-hmm. over Leprechaun Origins that cover similar territory. Yeah. We've already mentioned a couple of them yeah. in, this, in this very show. Mm-hmm. You should watch those movies. If you want to watch a Leprechaun movie, don't watch this one. No. This one is such an outlier. It's it's like fan fiction. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if we made a dark, gritty reboot of Leprechaun? That'd be funny, right? That's also no, something actually, I don't think we've given it adequate shit for in this episode. That's got to be part of the calculus, right? It's a dark, yeah. gritty reboot. It's That's a dark, gritty reboot. That's popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's joyless mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Also, not enough hornswoggle. And for that reason, I'm giving it a behead. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough Hornswoggle and not enough uh, trying to think of a euphemism for boobs that sounds like Hornswoggle. <laughs> um, hooter Waggle. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to think about it over the break. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And then right. uh, we'll be back in a second. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about our Elite Eight, the Hateful Eight, of, mm-hmm. uh, and then go into our Final Four. Yeah, right? which we'll also come up with a good euphemism for that as well. we got a lot of work re- to do during the break. What? All right. What were you saying? No, I'll tell you off air. Oh, you got it. Okay, I can't wait. Things are looking up, Mr. McMahon, but not for you, for your son. Horn Swoggle. What? Lost the will to live. Mr. McMahon. Oh, oh what a hallmark moment. Okay, we're back. Uh, we have the results of our hateful eights. If you haven't been following it and you're just checking in with Leprechaun Origins, we're doing a March Madness style uh, breakdown uh, called March Murder. No, March Mini Murder Madness. Mini Murderer murderer madness you're right um where we are pitting these diminutive killers against each other Mm -hmm. Uh, mike why don't you update us where we're at right now sure well in last week's episode we narrowed the field from 16 to 8 our hateful 8 and this week it has dwindled once again it has been halved like uh like a body shorn in two uh (laughs) And uh, and uh, here's how it all broke down, Eric. Uh, over in the western side of the bracket, uh, where we had our what did I call them again? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Devilish dolls versus devilish dolls versus the wild cards. No, the yes, wild cards wa- are gone, wicked right? wild cards. Devilish yeah. dolls versus the wicked wild cards. Uh, our first matchup: the number one versus number three seed. 
Chucky going toe-to-toe with Annabelle to determine the victor of the Devilish Dolls region. Uh Uh-huh. And this may not come as a surprise. Chucky pulled it out. Uh, Okay. Pretty overwhelming victory. He he got nearly 80% of the vote. Wow. Uh, So he will be marching into what we have decided to refer to as the final gore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not final four. Not final four, but final gore. Um, some other ideas we left on the cutting room floor were, uh, spinal four yeah. <laughs> and, uh, final the girl, final girl? Four. yeah, which was, yeah. that's a real non-starter, yeah. but, uh, just want you I guys appreciate to know the effort in that one, though. we've been thinking about it. Um, and, uh, jumping over for a second to the Eastern region, uh, horrible hordes versus mythical monsters, uh, in the one versus six matchup, we had our main man, Lubdan. Lubdan? Lubdan. 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 Lubdan up and let him rip. Lubdan, lube him up. Get him in here. Uh, Lubdan, Lubdan the Leprechaun going toe to two with not one, not two, not three, but four critters. Uh, once again, uh, hard to withstand the might of the number one seed. Uh, yeah. Lubdan took this one home as well, pretty handily. Uh, not as handily, however, as the victor in our two versus four matchup. Mm. Three gremlins versus four ghoulies. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, our our rascal gremlins were the number two seed, but I mean, there there are coming on strong late in the tournament here. Our first shutout of the entire tournament. The wow. gremlins took one hundred percent of the vote. Wow, the ghoulies are out. Ghoulies are out. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now I wonder if we had upped the amount of ghoulies, would that have changed people's minds? I mean, you have to think. Yeah. It's a gremlins have our hearts and minds. They do, and they're also bigger than the ghoulies. They are bigger than the ghoulies. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll never know. Smarter too, I think. Yeah. But uh, but in our next round, in in the final gore, we will see those three gremlins going head to head with Lubden the Leprechaun. And, wow, uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think I think depending on your leprechaun, I also wonder. Lubden is is canonically the leprechaun competing in the tournament now. If it was Hornswoggle's <laughs> yeah. sort of feral the thing, mole then it'd be rat, more evenly matched. Yeah, leprechaun. I think he might have a, have a, a better chance, but I don't know. I, I I think this one's too close to call. What about you, Eric? Um, man, you know. The problem with the with Lubdan, mm-hmm. Lubdan, which we've called out multiple times in this series, is that he is very powerful. He is. And I feel like he can crush three leprechauns. Yeah, and as of the Hood movies, he has the ability to blow holes in people sort of uh, yeah. arbitrarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we'll see how that one shakes out. Okay. So you may be asking yourself, wait, why did Mike start with the West and then not do the second matchup in the West and then move over to the East? Well, the answer is because he didn't think to do the East first uh, <laughs> because I wanted to round things out. In the two versus five matchup in the West, the ginger dead man, mm-hmm. the sleazy ball of dough himself mm-hmm. versus Blade the Nazi puppet from Puppet yep. Master. We have our first tie, Eric. Oh, wow. With all the votes in at the end of the day, Sunday, we are dead split 50-50. Do we have a contingency plan for an, 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 an event like this? 
Well, I happen to have on speed dial mm. the voice of Killshik himself. Okay. Mr. Ryan Martin. Okay. Who can weigh in here and, and give his opinion. All right. Let me, uh, let me get him on the blower. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Um, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, I guess I won't be able to talk to him. I'll just have to listen on your yeah, end. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll talk. I'll do the talking for okay. us. Here we go. If I have any witty bone mows, let, uh, tell them to him. I will. All right, folks, the phone is ringing. Well, hey there. Hey, Ryan, how are you? It's Eric, your friend. I'm familiar. Um, so you can't hear Mike, but we're recording Killstreak right now. Uh, That's no problem. Long story short, we're doing a March Madness style um, ranking of or of <laughs> matchups of, of miniature killers because we're oh, doing the okay. Leprechaun series right now. Yes, yes. We have a tie right now between the ginger dead man and what's his name? Blade? Yeah, Blade from Puppet Blade Master. Blade from Puppet Master. <laughs> the, he's a Nazi. Keep that in mind. <laughs> so he has the power of the whole Third Reich behind him. Yeah. He has the power of the whole Third Reich behind him. Um, who in that matchup do you think would emerge victorious? Oh, come on, guys. I, I got to go with the classic. Uh, Blade is my man. Blade, okay. He, wow. Ryan cast his vote for Blade, pushing Blade over the top. Clearly, Ryan is support in support of Nazis. <laughs> yep. Blade is the best Nazi that's ever been. Uh, I can't remember which installment of it, but Blade befriends a little girl um, and helps fight the Nazis. He turns his tail, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. wow. Well, we didn't know that. A oh, face man. turn from Blade. Yeah, I'll have to double check that. Apologies to any viewers out there if I'm terribly wrong, but I feel like I just watched the trailer the other day on Tubi. It's a very, it's a very deep um, uh, Blade uh, 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 movie. I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called. <laughs> Is it Axis um, of I'll Evil? It out. I'll text it to you. Um, yeah, text it to me. Yeah, slice and dice the gingerbread dead man. He, he's literally got knives for hands. What do yeah, you do with cookies? Come the on. ginger dead man jacks off a lot. <laughs> I don't know what else he yeah. does. He doesn't do much. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Um, I love you. No problem, guys. Glad I could help. And uh, thank you very much for Thanks, your time. Thanks, Ryan. I'm going to hang up now. My future lover. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Wow. No hesitation on that one. No, not at all. Yeah. I didn't realize that Blade had a face turn. That does change things. It... What's going on? You all right there? I don't know. My door just creaked open very <laughs> creepily. Is it Blade look, himself? Look down, Eric. Look <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, no. Is that my feet? <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, we're going to be back next week, you guys. Uh, I'll be a married man. Uh, but more importantly, I will have seen Leprechaun Returns. <laughs> oh, yeah. From 2018. Eric, where can the folks at home watch it? Uh, I believe on Peacock as well. I was mid in the middle of looking that up, and oh yeah, it. Oh no, I the, correction, not on Peacock. It's a sci-fi um, original. It is a sci-fi original. Seems like you can get it on Directv <laughs> if you're a subscriber there, or Spectrum on Demand. Oh boy. Otherwise, it's a rental, baby. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> I hope you set aside some of that money you'll be receiving. <laughs> for wedding gifts <laughs> i'll put it on the registry for people yeah. who are late late to the game <laughs> oh fucking hell all right well that'll about do it for this week um anything 
for us there? Uh, you know, follow us on social media. If you don't know how to do so already, then what the, where the hell have you been? Yeah, it's always Kill Streak Pod. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, it's all you really need. Uh, and as always, let me pull up my notes here. I have a <laughs> quote with when you. You gonna edit this out, or are we just gonna leave this no, in for we're gonna verisimilitude? Do it. And as always, are you gonna shoot a girl, dog?